Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. It's me, Denise Green, your host. And I am very happy that you are here today for this awesome topic. So important, so fun. This is all about how to not take things personally. But before I get to that, I just wanted to share something that I am very proud of. Yes, I'm proud of it and I want to share it. I have had on my bucket list, I don't know for how long, But definitely since last year, this was a goal of mine, and that was to learn to salsa, and not just learn the steps in salsa, but learn how to partner dance so that I could go to any venue in my hometown of Oakland or when I vacation in Mexico or wherever there is salsa, I could go and just dance with anybody. That was a goal of mine. I have always loved to dance. I can't remember not loving to dance, but I never learned anything formal. I never learned to partner dance. And um, it was a big mystery to me. I could not imagine how people look so graceful when they don't have any choreography. When one of them is leading and one of them is supposedly following, and it all just looks like perfect timing to me. Well, it's not perfect. It's, It's beautifully imperfect. And don't be surprised if you're going to hear a podcast about the lessons I'm learning in life from salsa dancing. I promise it won't sound as boring or cheesy as it does when I say it like that. Um, But just a couple of highlights of things that I have learned. And that is, if you are afraid of disappointing somebody, you are not going to do well. You are not going to have fun. It is not about being perfect Um, There will be toes stepped on, there will be wrong steps made, and nobody cares. Nobody who's really loving the dance cares. It's expected. Perfection is not expected. The other thing I'm learning is that when I try to anticipate what's going to happen, I mess everything up. Instead, I just need to be in the moment and be in sync with my partner. And then I'll know what that partner is telling me is coming next. There's no way I can anticipate that. And the last thing is to just let go and think less, feel more, be in the moment, and oh my gosh, I'm going to try and take that through the rest of my days um, and see if I can apply the learning. But just in the last week, I've had two group lessons, one private lesson, and in four days I have another private lesson. And i got to tell you, It feels like a superpower when I'm out there. I feel like I'm flying. So if you have something on your bucket list that you have uh, been denying yourself for whatever reason, please now go Google. Go Google it. it, Find a class. Find a workshop. Find a teacher. And just do it. Just sign up and do it. All right. I'm going to get off my salsa soapbox for now. And we're going to talk about not taking things personally. Now, I am sure that in your life, you have said something that offended someone, even though you meant no offense. 
And I can bet you that you have taken offense when someone didn't intend to offend you. How is that possible? Well, whether someone intends to offend you or not, it's you who gets to decide to get offended. It has nothing to do with their words or actions, your words or your actions. People cannot offend you. People cannot hurt your feelings. It is your thoughts about what happened that offend you. It is your thoughts about what happened that hurt your feelings. No one can make you feel something. No one can make you feel angry. No one can make you feel happy. You make you feel those things. We think a thought about the other person and we feel an emotion based on that thought. Remember, if you've listened to the uh, podcast on relationships, we all have mostly unspoken rule books about how people should think and act. Sometimes we don't even know the rules until they get triggered. And when somebody acts in a way that is inconsistent with our rules, we have choices. We can ignore reality and try to change this person. And I say ignore reality because in reality, we cannot change another person. You might create an environment where a person decides to change his or herself, but you didn't do that. They made the choice. So the first uh, choice is really not one. It's impossible to try to change somebody. The second choice is we can resent them and be offended by them. And the third choice is we can decide it's not personal. It has nothing to do with me. They have their own rule book that guides their thoughts and actions. And we just had a clash of rules in that moment. You know that you're offended when you use subjective adjectives like rude, inconsiderate, offensive. My daughter says to me about someone at school, she was rude to me. Like, no, she wasn't rude. What was the behavior? Because I bet you, if you told her she was rude, she could tell you all the ways where she wasn't rude. In her mind, her intention was not rude. So we get to decide how we feel. We get to decide if the relationship is worth living with the behavior that triggered you. And we have so many chances to be offended during the day, from the car cutting us off in traffic, the friend on the playground, the colleague, the boss who sends us an email or has a tone or makes a joke, uh, family members, social media. How much time is wasted on Facebook by people trying to convince other people who've offended them that their point was wrong? There are so many people on social media with confused brains distributing poison. When you're offended, you are taking the poison, and then you feel compelled to refute all their points, raising your blood pressure and wasting your time. And by the way, Facebook loves it when you're offended. They don't like it when you're happy. When you're happy, you don't spend very many minutes on Facebook. You do a couple of likes, you send a couple of messages. They like it when you are mad and offended because you spend more time online. And when you spend more time online, they are gathering more data about you. They don't care that you're upset. They don't care that you're wasting time. They love it. 
So a lot of this comes from the wonderful book by Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. I'm sure you um, have heard of it, you may have read it, but let me remind you that the second agreement, and these are agreements for living your most brilliant life, your most um, in-integrity life. Agreement number two is to not take things personally. And I'm going to give you a few quotes of his, but here's a beautiful one. Taking things personally makes you easy prey for these predators, the black magicians. They can hook you easily with one little opinion and feed you whatever poison they want. Because you take it personally, you eat it up. You eat all their emotional garbage, and now it becomes your garbage. But if you do not take it personally, you are immune in the middle of hell. Immunity to poison in the middle of the hell is the gift of this agreement. What a gift to yourself to not take things personally. And really, how often do you think someone is converted because of your arguing? And even if you do convert one person, was that a good use of your time? How do you feel? You may feel powerful when you debate from a place of offense, but you are actually the victim. And Ruiz says, the biggest difference between a warrior and a victim is that the victim represses and the warrior refrains. Oh my goodness, that is so good. I have to read it again, all right? The big difference between a warrior and a victim is that the victim represses and the warrior refrains. The victim is holding in all this anger and really tamping it down. And who knows where that's going to end up. Either they're going to get sick or they're going to blow it out on somebody else. But the warrior knows he could probably say something really caustically witty or smart to this person who has just said or done whatever they've done. But they don't. They move on. They move on in integrity, knowing that their energy will not be wasted on that moment, but will be used for something more powerful. Do you really want to give your power to someone else just because of this bug you have in your operating system, which is your brain and your personality and your preferences? People may push your buttons, but you installed and programmed the buttons, and you have the ability to reprogram them, you also have the ability to turn the button off. In couples therapy, they teach you how to communicate when you feel hurt. They teach you how to say I instead of you. So instead of saying, when you say this, I get mad because, you would say, when you say I'm an idiot, I feel hurt. Now, that's not a real example. People, my um, ex-husband and I, <laughs> we did go to couples therapy, but he's never told me I was an idiot. But still, it's a really valuable thing to learn because when you tell somebody, you do this to me, their brain knows that they don't really do that to you. They might do that thing, but it's not to you. It's your choice that you get offended. So just right there with that language, not only are you saying, I am offended, but you are now triggering the other person and probably causing offense in them. So if your partner cares about you and you use that language, he or she might decide to try not to do whatever X is, but they will likely fail to do it consistently because it's not a habit and they get triggered 
You get to decide how important that behavior is. You have choices. You can let the behavior go, you can let the offense go, or you can let them go. You do not have to be in relationship with people who intentionally or accidentally push your buttons. You can not take things personally and still distance yourself from a person. This is called healthy boundaries. Your uncle, who constantly tells racist jokes, you can decide not to take things personally and decide not to invite him to dinner. Your mother, who doesn't like the way you raise your kids and constantly tells you how you could do better, you can decide to not take it personally. You can even love her and appreciate that maybe her mother did the same thing to her and maybe she's trying to be helpful. And you can tell her that if she continues to do so, she will not be invited over. You can have strong boundaries. You can be passionate. You can do important work without taking offense. I think about the most powerful political activists, um, the most powerful politicians who fight for the rights of maligned people. And I think how cool it is when they get verbally attacked and they don't take it personally, but they take the high road and they stay calm, deliberate, and then make their case for change. Who looks more credible and competent? Who looks more trustworthy? You are not a lot of fun to be around if you easily take offense. I was listening to a podcast once on my walk by a very famous, very successful guru. And he was talking about swearing. And he told a story about how he and his wife walked out on a Chris Rock comedy show because he had way too much swearing. Now, I do believe that Chris Rock probably swears a lot in his comedy show. And if you go to a Chris Rock show, you can expect to hear a lot of swearing. So I kind of giggled at this. But he turned this event into a 30-minute argument. Basically, it was an opinion piece about how swearing will ruin your reputation. And there wasn't a lot of logic behind it. There was a lot of taking it personally behind it. And you could tell what this guy's rule book was, and it certainly didn't include swearing. And, you know, I could have gone on his blog, sent him an email, and told him all about the science of swearing, and um, shown him Tony Robbins' I Am Not Your Guru Netflix, and had him see how you can use swearing to interrupt somebody's painful thought process and jump to a different neural circuitry. But I did not. <laughs> I just realized, wow, this guy thinks he's making a strong point and he's really just telling us how he's offended. It wasn't about Chris Rock. It was about this guy's sensitivities. Now, if you don't like swearing, that's fine. I suggest you don't go to a Chris Rock show. And if you want to walk out, that's fine. But then you don't need to go and trash everybody who ever swears. <laughs> so in my eyes, this man um, kind of made himself look a little bit silly. Um, and he also showed that he has a rule book. And I could point to a lot of people who would disagree with that rule book. And whichever one you agree is fine. But just know that if somebody swears and you're offended, that is because of your rule book not because of theirs. You can decide to still laugh at the joke. Um, you can decide to not take it personally and leave instead. When you notice 
that you're feeling offended, you can use the STEER model and you can trace back to the thought that caused the offense. So in the case of the guru, it was uh, swearing is offensive or people shouldn't swear. It's often going to have a should or a should not in it. And then you can trace it back. You can, you can say, or trace it forward. So that was the thought I had. The emotion I got was resentment or offended. And then what actions do I take or not take? What results does that get me? And what would I rather feel than offended? Like maybe neutral? In order to feel that way, I offer this quote. And it's been said by a lot of people. I don't know who said it first. But I was able to find Eleanor Roosevelt, Mark Twain. Some good people said that what other people think of me is none of my business. And oh my gosh, think of what Eleanor Roosevelt accomplished. Think about what Mark Twain accomplished. Think about how many people disliked them and said nasty things about them to them and to other people. But they chose not to take things personally and to just do the work. That's what we all have the capacity to do. It's going to take a little bit of work. It's going to take a little bit of practice. And it's going to take a lot of accepting that you cannot change other people. So to help you do that, I'm going to end with a couple of more Don Miguel Ruiz quotes. First, he says, nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Whatever happens around you, don't take it personally. Nothing other people do is because of you. It is because of themselves. And by the way, this is Denise again, not Miguel Ruiz. This goes for compliments, too. When somebody says, I love your work, that's not about you. That's about them. You don't have to take that personally. When other people say, I love your outfit, that's not about you. That's about them. Another person might hate your outfit. That's not about you. That's about them. This is about not getting hung up on what other people think. There is a huge amount of freedom that comes when you take nothing personally. And my friends, I will choose freedom over offense any day. I wish you much freedom and a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work-Life Brilliance Academy, where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.